Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have Pops and Uncle Tony. LJ is out this weekend. Man's grinding. You know, man of many talents. He's, he's, he's got to spread his talents elsewhere at times. But we're here for you. We got a lot going on. What's going on, guys? What's it's all up? good. Yeah, it's all good. It's getting warm down it's here. Getting a little warm good. and humid. Summer's on the way, y'all. Oh, I wish it would here. It is still a little cool here in the rock. I was about to say, I got me a jacket on, and it's a little chilly in central Arkansas. It's going to be 89 degrees this weekend, dude. Humid and 89 oh, degrees down here. That's hot. Damn hot. Well, soon After hot. Hot. So hot to do a little crotch pot cooking. <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot to get to. Apparently, every wide receiver in the NFL thinks they're underpaid. The the market's exploding. Uh, We might touch a little uh, NFL draft talk when we talk some of that. Um, Conspiracy Kevin is back, and I think it's granted. There's a story that's not being talked about as much as I feel like it should be. It's interesting. We'll get to that. NBA playoffs is is all in right now. We We got some stuff to talk about there. And who knows? Lyft could have a bougie problem for us, so it lot to get to. So let's start. Do we, How about we, uh, Tony, where do you want to go? You want to start um, a wide receiver demanding a let's, trade or NBA playoffs? That's the most recent, I think. Let's talk about those wide receivers, shall we? Those divas? Y'all want to talk about the divas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I believe I saw it like two or three days ago, and, and clean me up on this, Tony, if I'm wrong, but we had like it's three or four different receivers, all stud receivers that are wanting new contracts. And if – just to rewind, this this offseason we've seen how many uh, – Christian Kirk got really paid. I think he kind of started this whole issue because the Jags yeah. paid him like $80 million. And yeah. then Devontae got a new deal. Tyreek Hill got a new deal. And now it's what? Diggs, oh, St- Diggs, Diggs got, got a, got new, a new, deal. new deal. Yeah. And now it's the, the young group. It's all the guys on rookie deals. We have Debo Samuel who just requested a trade from the 49ers. We'll get a little more on that in a sec. Uh, AJ Brown wants to get paid. DK Metcalf, I, I think, wants to get a new contract. Am I am I missing? I'm sure Ceedee Lamb soon. I think he's a little younger than them, so he'll probably next year. He'll, he'll probably yeah. write down all these notes on how to do this. Yeah, apparently it's the class that started uh, their one year away. The 2022, uh, if you're, their contracts expiring, excuse me, t- ex- contract expires in 2023, 2022 class right now. They want to they want to renew that contract before it gets to the final year. And so you've got that class of wide receiver. That's and then they're seeing, it. and they're, they're seeing all their contemporaries just get loaded down with cash. So that mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's my turn. It, it it almost feels like, and this is why I thought we'd get into a little um, 
draft talk just because I think you could this what you're seeing now, I think you're gonna see a lot of receivers, even more taken in the first and second rounds. One, because I think there's a good group of them. And two, we're they're not quite as expensive as quarterbacks, but we see wide receivers' contracts are going up, up, and up. And so I think you're gonna go, if you're a GM, maybe I can get a wide receiver on a rookie deal. That gives me four years of a stud receiver if they can come in and be Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you could easily see six, seven receivers maybe even taken in the first round just because you, if you can lock up one of those talents. What do you think, Tone? Yeah, I, two things on that. You know, you're right. And this year the wide receiver class is – it's talented. Deep, it? But, yeah. well, it's talented at the top. It's a, it's okay. not quite – the top is not quite as deep as it has been. It, it There's good mm-hmm. receivers, but the top five to seven is great. And then there's a significant drop-off to the next set. Um, but uh, I think it's interesting that wide receivers need to be be careful. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, how the NFL has changed its game for more high scoring. The wide receiver is such a much more important part of the game versus the three down running back. And so it used to be the running backs would get paid because they were, they were so scarce and that three down back was, was a rarity. And so we have running back by committee. Well, now I think these wide receivers are are saying, well, the offense is shifting to us and, and you could probably say not as much the quarterback anymore. And, you know, we don't have the, you know, four or five star uh, uh, quarterbacks, but now I think they're saying it's time for us to get paid because we're such a big part of this game. And if you're a stud wide receiver, I want to get it. And it inevitably that will change the the game of football because this is a money game. And these people are out here to, you know, they're not in it just for the sheer joy. I mean, I, I think you could ask Jerry Jones if he could do this and be nonprofit. He'd say, no. And so I, I, I think we need to be careful. We may see a shift in the game over the next four or five years uh, if this wide, if it continues to be uh, as expensive to get wide receiver. And you're going to see this wide receiver by committee for what you said, Kevin, and this is where the draft is impacted. All of a sudden, we're not paying any wide receivers any money. We're just going to get new ones. Thanks, see you, and we'll see the the market on those wide receivers drop. So it's it's at its peak now. But five years from now, we'll see if wide receivers are making this kind of money. Well, it's interesting, Pops, and I think where you might see. So, yes, wide receivers are putting up huge numbers and they're getting paid. But is that a course of wide receivers are just better right now or the rules are just skewed towards passing? And some coach at some point is going to start going out. And and they kind of maybe already are. We just saw the Packers and Chiefs both decide to trade their studs. And maybe they're going, we can pass. It's nice to have a Tyreek Hill. But if we got a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers, we're going to be able to pass and we just, we'll just draft talent. I, I think you could see that. Now, we say all that. Someone's going to trade for Debo Samuels and pay it back up the Brinks truck for him. He's just that good. Do, what Do you see – what are your reaction, kind of what Tony said or, or any of that pops? Well, the, the main thing, I was going to say the one receiver that we talked about that I think needs to get paid is Debo Samuel. I think he's, I think he's making a ploy. I hope he doesn't get traded. I actually like him at San Francisco, but – I mean, the guy, I think I heard today, uh, some people were talking about him at, uh, on, I think it was Colin Cowherd, but he ran like for 385 yards. I mean, they're lining this guy up in the backfield. And I mean, you take punishment in the backfield more so than when you're just running a route. I mean, you get punished as a receiver. You get punished if you play 
Uh, you can't football. hardly hit them over the middle as much as you used to. Those, those older, the 90s receivers probably say, no, these receivers don't get punished at all. But but if Debo is going to be the receiver that he is and be the running back that yeah. he is, be the focal point of that offense, he's got a damn good argument that he needs to get paid on a, on a very, very high level. Very high level. Well, what's interesting uh, is if you kind of look through the, the tea leaves, all the reporting on this, it's not just a money thing. I believe – the 49ers are ready to offer Debo a big contract and make him, I don't know about the highest pay, but they're ready to offer that big receiver money. And it sounds like either Debo has decided this or someone's gotten into his ear saying, the way they're using you by putting you at running back, that's shortening your career by four years. Could be. We need you, we need you on the outside where you can't get hit like that. Because he we one thing we love about Debo is that he's willing to put his head down and run really hard. And it, But you're you're right, that's – Shortening those those years to get paid a little bit by the way he plays. Tony, I see you nodding. You kind of yeah, that's what I'd heard that the sticking point and, and and that the 49ers have had this money out there for I think they said at least two weeks. That is comparable money. It's a great contract they're offering him, but he's made this decision that it, it, again could be the rumor, could be the thing to shake the tree or to get somebody up or down the the draft line. Uh, to get him worth more or worth less in the trade. But he's saying, I don't want to be used like that. I I don't want to be part of this scheme. I want out if you're not going to pay me. And he may be – I don't know what he would be asking after that. But there's good money. There's comparable money on the table is the story. And he says, no, I don't want to – you're using to – I don't want to be in this system anymore. Well, he's got a point, right? If, if, if it's really good wide receiver money and he's being used as the focal point of the offense and as a running back, he might deserve – you know, some supplementation on that. I think he's got a fair point. And, and I, shorten his career. Yeah. Maybe go somewhere yeah. else where he can play longer, you know. Yeah. But then I'd, I'd ask that question, is Debo Debo if he's not carrying the ball 10 times? Well, that's what it, – it's interesting to me is that – It's a pretty damn good receiver. The, I'll the say that. The best coordinator receiver, for yeah. Debo – to me, the best coordinator for Debo is uh, Shanahan in that offense. But – that I mean, he's getting a lot more touches, and that I just think Debo's thinking of this like I can maybe have three big contracts if I play like most receivers, but if I pay this way, maybe it's two big contracts, or maybe just I mean, because he just does take a beating. I he's a really talented player, yeah. and I, I do think this this is all interesting to me that that me he too. could maybe yeah, it's unique. And then of course he. Um, this always happens, but he liked a picture of him in a Cowboys jersey. So now Cowboys all think they're trading for him. I was like, no. I already had my Cowboy friends. Like, could we get uh, no. Debo? I'm like, look, just just no. uh, just slow your roll there, There's buddy. There's a fine amount of money in Dallas, I right? Know. I mean, good lord, yeah. <laughs> they've they've got a significant lawyer bill hanging over their heads right now. So I don't well. know if they've got room for that. But uh, you know, I will say it's just last thing. What might be funny is if Debo's got all this smoke screen out there. And it's just the fact that he doesn't want to have the ball thrown to him by Trey Lance. You know, he's like, dude, this guy's not good. And this guy is going to be running more. My stats are never going to be what they were last year. I got to, I got to get the money now. I got to get out of here. And, and that'd be interesting that's, that that's what he's thinking. That's a real possibility, Tony. Yeah. I, I can it's see just that. there's there's three things that can all be true at the same time. The best coach for Debo's production, probably Shanahan. The way Shanahan used Tebow gave him an increased injury risk over other wide receivers. And then three, Debo without Shanahan is still going to be one of the best wide receiver, young yeah. wide receivers in the game. So yeah. I'm very – it throws a huge curveball because I guarantee you 
every team, if they're they should be at least going back to their the the white the drawing board and go, what could we offer for yeah. Debo? And at least throwing something out there because he is a very talented player. Yeah, I. The I rumor is thinking that. Actually. Well, the <laughs> rumor, be a and I do yeah. want to give Pops a little credit. Before Debo really exploded, Pops was like, "I really like that Debo guy at San Francisco. I really he's unique. He was alright because it was not like he wasn't good before this year, but this year kind of solidified. He, he yeah, mind. he's Dude. really, really good. Yeah, I think you could put Debo, Samuel, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown in a bottle, shake him up, and put him in the right, put him in the right system, and and you probably get those kind of stats all the way across. I will say that. I, from a trade for Debo, I think the only team that is in a position to to get him is the Jets because of those two. That's what th- those, the Jets are getting one of these receivers. Yeah, the Jets have the two draft picks that they could get in the first round. They could get Debo uh, and still survive it if they wanted to because they made the run at Hill. Uh, and so – I just wonder if you're Debo, though. The – do you want to? I, you I understand. To if you're not, yeah, <laughs> like, good receivers go to die there. I think Debo's going to be good anywhere, but I think you're much more likely to get those numbers and be playing in the playoffs yeah. if you're wearing that red and gold as if you're wearing that gangrene in New York. But mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the money color is still the same either way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sticking with some NFL news, I want to touch on this article that came out. I think now it's about a week and a half ago or so. And it just kind of came out and and didn't really get as much reaction that I thought it would. But have y'all caught up on this whole Tom Brady and he had plans of going to Miami and then that all got screwed up by the Brian Flores thing? Yeah, I've seen, I've it. seen it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Well, did yeah. y'all get the email I sent you that has that has Sean Payton denying it wearing yeah. what appears to be? I mean, it's not a Miami Dolphin, but it, Tampa Bay. Logo on his hat is what it looks like. <laughs> it looks similar to it. it it's similar. It just—it's a deep fake there, Lip. That's a deep fake. It could be. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't according even Sean Payton. To, I don't know. <laughs> according to the report, for anyone, as we know, on February first, Tom Brady kind of abruptly announced it was like that week, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Tom Brady's retiring. And on February first, he announced his retirement. Instead of letting the kids have the day on Selection Sunday, it had to be about Tom Brady. And then just 40 days later, Tom Brady unretired. It wasn't like the the Brett Favre where training camp happened and he was feeling the itch. Like it was it was like and then literally like a week after he retired, he's on his podcast saying he can never rule out coming back. So it was already kind of fishy and weird. Conspiracy <laughs> Kevin entered the room instantly. But according to the reports, Brady walked away from the Bucks for two reasons. One, his relationship with Arians, as we've talked about, seemed a little rocky. Apparently, Leftwich and Brady would work on the game plan all week, and then Arians would just show up on Saturday and scratch it on, draw a new game plan up. Wouldn't totally shock me. And the other was an opportunity supposedly offered by Dolphins owner Stephen Ross to give him the president of football operations and also introduce him as a minority owner because Ross – is a Michigan man. He's a big booster at Tom Brady's Michigan. They had a relationship there. And then Ross wanted to make a splash with Miami and would also love to kind of throw it in the face of the Patriots to bring Tom Brady of all people in. And then this was also going to be their way of Brady getting out of Tampa because Brady can't really get out of Tampa because under contract. But if he were to leave to go to Miami to be the president, Tampa, he could get out and go that way. And then Tampa goes ahead and gets their quarterback. And once Tampa gets a quarterback, then Miami would go, Hey, well, now Tom thinks he wants to play again. And since y'all already got your guy, let's talk trades. Because at, at this point, Tampa Bay saying, F y'all, we're not trading anybody. 
I think Arian's quote was, if he's playing for anybody, he's going to wear a Buccaneers helmet. So, well, but Arians is no longer the coach. Arians, yeah, he left when. So it's interesting. GM is still there though. <laughs> here's here's where all this fell fell apart. We, it looked like, and this is all just some reporting. It's not like guaranteed. Tom Brady's never going to admit to it. Supposedly, Tom Brady was also going to try to bring in Sean Payton. So the the the, the Dolphins' plan was. We're going to bring in a white quarterback to be our president of football operations. We're going to bring in Sean Payton to be our head coach. And we're also going to do it in a way where we can kind of skirt around the Rooney rule. And then on the same day that Tom Brady retires, if this was his plan, Brian Flores just drops a bomb on all of their plans and files this lawsuit uh, alleging racial discrimination as well as some big allegations saying uh, Stephen Ross offered to pay him to lose games on purpose. And then it's like Tom Brady. I, I just wonder if Tom Brady retired and all of a sudden Sunday night, he's kind of kicking back, thinking about his Miami lifestyle is getting ready to leave, live and then goes, oh, we this is done. This is done. This is never going to happen. We can't do this. I don't know. And, mm. you know, the, the best part about it to me, do you remember how that Flores lawsuit came about? It was a rogue text by none other than Darth Vader, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Did he know? Did he get wind of these plans? I, now that I'm rewinding back a little bit, hmm. Bill Belichick strikes me as a guy who call, especially if he has two Bryans on his coaching staff, he calls them by Dayball and Flores, not Brian and Brian. He I, that's kind of how coaches love the last name thing. So the accidentally type in Brian and text the wrong Brian on a pretty important text. Doesn't seem like something Bill would do. It's a little wow. suspicious, I will say. <laughs> that is, I almost wonder because Stephen Ross, part of the reporting was from, I think this is in the Boston Globe, and some of it was from uh, Florio at Pro Football Talk, but they thought Stephen Ross wanted to do this. It was a big part of to make a splash, but it was also a big part of sticking it to the Patriots who have been sticking it to that whole comp division for two decades. And then I just wonder if Bill Belichick got worried. If the Boston Globe was getting worried about this, maybe someone shot a text over to Bill, and Bill's like, hold my beer. I got to stop this. <laughs> hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the craziest thing, right, Pops? No. That, I mean, that I really hadn't thought that through, but it certainly makes sense. Yeah, I can see it that happening. Sense. Yeah, sense. I mean, Belichick is – oh, he's not vindictive, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Belichick's over here playing chess while the Dolphins are playing checkers. God, so interesting. So the awesome. allegations came out and Brady had two options, retire for real or come back to the Buccaneers. And if you remember on March 12th, just like a week or two before he came out of retirement, it might've just been a week before he traveled to the UK to go to a Manchester United game. Man, U is owned by the Glazer family, which is also the owner of the Bucks. And I believe that's where Brady came back and was like, he's over here doing damage control. It's like, all right, I'll come back, but Arian's got to go. We got to find a way to get Arian's out of there. I'm not coming back with him. And so the Glazer family did a nice way because Arian stepped down and got a role in the front office. I think the Glazer family told him, here's what you're going to do. You're going to step down. No one's firing you. And you're going to get a nice cushy job up in the suite and you're still going to be paid. But we, we want Brady over you. And, and, here we, are, here we are. Brady's back on the Bucks, And Arians is sitting in wow. the office probably drinking him a, a nice scotch. Hmm. That, is a, that is a long way around, Kevin, to get back home. But you know what? I, 
I kind of like it. Yeah. Did the plane get landed? Did the, yeah, I think he yes. landed that thing. I think, I think he landed he it. And I, I, you know, what's interesting there in the whole part, it never had dawned on me how much we talked about that text. And before, and it's like, wow, Belichick's losing it. You know, uh, you know, that was a lot of whiskey he must have been drinking to mess right. up there. And that now you think, he's thinking, well, to hell with Brady going to Miami and being in my division. I ain't having that. Watch this. <laughs> Good you job. Know, Congratulations, Brian. Heard you got it. Oh, wrong, Brian. That's perfect. I mean, that is just yeah. awesome. That's Well, and Bill Belichick, know. obviously he can be a dick to the media and stuff at times, but I just feel like Bill Belichick is one of those guys where like he he he's a writer for his co- for his coaches. He, he although they haven't done as well when they've gone elsewhere, he I I could see him trying to do right by his coaches and all this and I just can't see him Accidentally, if he's going to say congratulations to a coach, he's going to cross his eyes and dot his t's. He's yeah. just—he's not an idiot. As much as he does like snap face and Insta book or whatever he said in those press conferences, <laughs> he's not a dummy. Yeah, maybe. and I don't know. I, and yeah. maybe, maybe for all Bill, but all we know, maybe Bill Belichick did have a few wines that night, and he just was a little drunk and screwed up, and it just—he's just living a better life than us, and it worked out perfectly for him. Yeah. But. This is it's just it's interesting. This is gonna bring this is gonna make a great HBO miniseries, you know? <laughs> I just yeah. cannot wait for that. Yeah, and you'll have to get to produce of, it. You'll have to produce the, the yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Speaking no. of HBO miniseries, <laughs> have y'all watched any of the, the winning time? Oh yeah. I'm not yet. Is oh, it worth watching? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. it's not so, as funny as I thought it was gonna be, but it's still good. Just to see the so pops, it's, it's good, and it's it's clearly it's based off a, a a book by Jeff Perlman that that details that whole era. But clearly, I mean, it's it's uh, what's his name, John Riley playing Doctor Bus. So, I mean, it's it's based in off of true stuff, but they're they're playing up sort the, of uses some artistic license, yes. yeah, to make it entertaining, and they make it clear they're doing that. But there is a disclaimer. <laughs> They, well, I think the disclaimers have become more prevalent at the beginning and end because as of Wednesday, April 20th, Jerry West has filed some paperwork to yeah. the show, to um, McKay and HBO saying, like, filing for, like, defamation and saying they're they're wrongly portraying his character and making him look like a rageaholic and an alcoholic and all. And Kareem is a part of it, too, I believe. And it. It's very interesting because the show does, I, from what it sounds like, pops people who, and I think y'all could watch this and maybe, it sounds like Jerry West probably was a little bit of a dick, cream, a little bit of a dick, but the show's making him just a full on asshole, like just cussing all the time and yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and Jerry, Jerry's not a fan. Jerry's, Jerry should not be a fan. I, and when I watched the first two episodes, it's like, damn, is I, my first thought was, is Jerry West still alive? I can't remember. And um, and obviously he is because, man, he gets skewered. I, he is just, oh, it's bad. I, I If I were Jerry West, I would, I, what I would do is laugh it off, say, ha, ha, ha. Don't they make, they make a mountain out of a molehill, ha, ha, ha. And, uh, but yeah, he's not a good guy. I mean, I shouldn't say he's not a good guy. In he's the just show. in, in the, the show. show. It, it, even in the show, it's not that he's not a good guy. He's just really intense. Really intense. Well, here's the uh, problem. If I even wanted to watch it, I mean, in the first round of the NBA playoffs, there's no nights off. I mean, it's like, when are you going to watch something else? Well, and that's what's interesting to me is there was also Magic Johnson who is portrayed as a 
their their magic is um magic what did ludicrous what was ludicrous's line he's got hoes in different area codes isn't that what ludicrous said that's magic in this show let's just put it that way he's he's yeah. doing well with the women and um magic he's came out dog. and like after two episodes and maybe he was already working on this but promoted the hell out of his new apple tv documentary that's going to be like a last dance type of thing and it's the real truth behind Magic Johnson's story. He's trying to get in front of this too. There's multiple people who are not happy with how they're portrayed. And I, and I listened to some of the writers beforehand, and they knew this was going to happen because you're showing off. But going back to the Jerry West thing, Jerry West wouldn't be. I think he would laugh it off and wouldn't be mad if there wasn't a little bit of truth to it. Yeah. There's a there's a little bit of truth. He probably was a, supposed. There's rumors that he was a, like an ass to watch games with because like if they if they lost a game afterward, he was just a dick. And that he's a competitor. That doesn't surprise me. I'm not really holding that against him. But he wouldn't be mad if there wasn't a little bit of truth. He could. I just think it's interesting, nonetheless. And I, it is worth watching pop yeah, once you get. And, Later down the yeah. road, when you saw you saw Jordan in in the Last Dance, I mean, it, it, I think to be on that level and be Jerry West, I mean, I didn't get to see him play on any regular basis, but the guy was legit freaking good. Yeah. He is the logo to be to be that good. You got to have an attitude, a, a killer attitude, and and supreme confidence. I think so. I yeah, I get that he would he would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted. I, do you mention Michael Jordan? I'm actually, and I'm. I've kind of started a couple weeks back, but I'm just like watching a few more of those last dances, just just because that was so good. And I just want to bring up this clip because I just saw it and it's hilarious. Michael, they're talking about how it's so hard to get tickets in that last year at the Bulls because everybody road and home games, everybody want to see it, and they show it. I forget the guard's name, but a guard comes up to Michael Jordan and asks for a ticket. And Michael Jordan's like, you trying to get what you trying to see them somewhere? Or you just trying to get them inside the stadium. And the guard says, I don't care if they're sitting up next to God. I just need them in the stadium. And then Michael <laughs> Jordan said, who you want them to sit next to? And they said, God, he goes, well, God just gave you a ticket. And he hands him a ticket. <laughs> and like instantly, Michael Jordan's like, no, nah, because he realizes they're filming because they're filming that whole final year. And he was like, no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. And the guard's like, no, he ain't. My man thinks he's God. And, and he might be. He might be God. I don't know. <laughs> It just that 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 documentary is very well done. Now, I, I'm, to be on that level, you have a high opinion of your ability. I'm just <laughs> you do I, the confidence. I can only imagine. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, transitioning from Michael Jordan to uh, let's let's talk some NBA playoffs. Let's um um so pops. We have NBA playoffs in action. We're probably I guess not even midway through the first round, but. Some good games going on. Is there a series, a moment? I, I I know the game, the series that I'm most paying attention to, besides just the Mavs, because I'm interested in the Mavs, obviously, as a fan, but the Celtics net series, and in particular, Kyrie Irving versus Boston. Do you, do you want to start there, or do you have somewhere else you want to no, go? No, no, that's fine. Um, you know, I'm very interested in that series. Uh, uh, extremely interested. That first game was amazing. Uh, last second buzzer beater. Uh, to win it, and and I think it was interesting. It was, you know, it was at Boston, right? Boston Garden, which Kyrie, I, I guess what you're alluding to is Kyrie flipping off the crowd. And, I mean, there were people saying some very rude things to Kyrie Irving, and there, there's a big part of me, if you call me, you know, or tell me to go get effed and all that and just keep on, I mean, I might want to flip you off too. I mean, it would be like, if you want some of this, come on and get it, you know. But 
So I understand it. I do wish, however, he would rise above and be a little more professional than that. I mean, uh, and I will say, by the way, I, I saw the TNT guys, and one of them was Charles Barkley telling him to be more professional. And I remember when Charles Barkley was a young player in the NBA, and he didn't take a lot of bullshit either. Didn't didn't Charles Barkley throw a fan through a bar window because they were talking too much shit to him one night? I, <laughs> I think mean, he may have. Barkley didn't. He's not, told that story, I believe. He did before. not suffer fools, and he, he did not take a lot of shit. Um, Barkley didn't. That, so. so let's. I just want to talk there. To me. I mean, I get the issue possibly with just because he was throwing like he hits a three in the corner. Kyrie Irving does really good three in the corner. And I believe he was getting heckled all game. And he threw out just a very blatant just middle finger to the to the stands. And what I thought was probably more interesting, ESPN was showing the shit out of it. They weren't blurring the middle like they were just they replayed it and showed him just straight up flipping the bird. Kevin, I was watching that and I think. And I, I mean, I had, and I said, he just flipped them off, didn't he? I mean, I'm sitting there watching. And then they it show a replay TV. of it again, and they like, you know how the camera does. They set all the shot going, and they go back over to Kyrie, and they show him just going. <laughs> and I, the Boston fans, for, for what Kyrie was saying, and I don't doubt this at all, were giving him a lot of, uh, a lot of FUs, and then a lot, they were calling him a lot of, um, let's, let's say they were calling him a word that rhymes with wussy. That starts with P. <laughs> they, they were using that term a lot. And Kyrie had, had enough. He had another stint later where he was uh, about to inbound the ball in the fourth quarter. And I don't know if you saw this one, Pops. He looks like he's going to scratch his head. Oh, yeah, I saw But it. the back camera shows he's giving him the double bird to the to the stands. Y- you know what else, though, Kevin? Like a little whiny face. I kind of like that. I mean, let's get some emotion into it. I want to win. If you're going to give me shit, I'm going to give it right back. And let's go. Let's, so that was inter- you know? that's where I was going to get to. I'm, maybe the just the blatant flipping off. There are kids there and, and, and not everybody. I know you're getting taking a lot of shit. But what I'd rather him do. I like the playing to the crowd. Like I'd love for him to hit a game one and shot and just look at him and just, you know, talk your shit. Kind of the, what was it? MJ and Spike, Spike Lee back in the day and Reggie Miller and Spike Lee. Like that's fun. It was entertaining. I, you probably should do, try to do less of the middle fingers. Yeah. But, well, Trey Young, Trey Young took a bow right and then waved when they won the play to New game, York, you know, yeah. and that, that, I'm cool well, he did that. that to New York a lot last year. I remember he was, I think he, he did was, it this year too. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with, and I really don't know if I have a problem. I mean, I say this, you probably don't need to be just hurling out expletives at Kyrie Irving, but I like the the crowd booing them and, and it, that's part of the rivalry. And that, I think that what's what makes sports fun a lot to us is that yeah. disdain for each other. You hit times. the key though. If there's kid, you know, there's going to be some young kids there. Try to watch, you know, try to try to have some discretion when there's young people around and I can see how though it would get hard if every time you inbound the ball you're hearing grown men saying like F you Kyrie. Well, I'm saying that to the fans Kyrie. in Boston too. I'm saying, you know, come on, that booing whatever, but have a little discretion on on real offensive language when you know there's a very mixed audience. You right. Know, if it's me and you and Tony sitting here talking uh, and nobody in Sweden listening, we can say what we, we, what we want to say. But I try to, you know, manage my tongue a little bit, um, you know, but I just I did see. So I saw the same thing you did on Inside the NBA, which is, as we've said multiple times, the best halftime show post game, whatever there is in sports. But Chuck and Shaq were saying they wish the players would man up. And I'm just if there was as many cameras as there was now as there was back then or if there was as many cameras back then as there is now i guarantee you shaq had choice words for fans i bet chuck had some choice words for fans they they let him have it at times hell i saw i didn't even realize this but there was the uh 
the original Malice in the Palace in the playoffs, I believe, where Chuck's like swinging at the Pistons and like a full on fight. He didn't control himself in that situation. He yeah. gets into a full on brawl and, and Lambeer ends up with a black eye. But I love Chuck, but he probably doesn't have a whole lot of room to talk in this situation, right. you know. And that's part of why we like Chuck, because he didn't take shit. Yeah. yeah. That's part right. of it. That's part of it. Uh, more, more playoff. What well, else speaking you of, I want to ask you a question because I do love the uh, Denver uh, Golden State series, and, and and in large part because two of my very favorite players, uh, uh, Stephen Curry and and Nicholas Jokic, are in it. Uh, I think Jokic doesn't have enough help. Uh, but but what I was going to say is the announcers were calling the game right, and Clay Thompson's in there, and Clay's doing his catch and shoot, just and knocking them down, and so the announcer said. That jumper is wet right now. <laughs> I mean, I guess my question is, what exactly is he trying to use a metaphor well, for? I mean, you, what is he have, saying right now? I mean, oh, have, you not heard that, have you never heard that use like when your shot's wet? Like when you're what? what it's, you, it's supposed to be, you know, like I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I know. <laughs> It's, I believe it's like because you're swishing. I, well, let's see the origin. Let's put IT on that. Oh, yeah. Wow. But yeah, I that's it's a probably thing. a questionable comment on national television, personally. That with with Dor- I don't remember who the wet. male announcer was, but Doris Burke was, I think, the <laughs> on there. So it's like, whoa, dude, <laughs> dial it back a little bit. Let's see. When a player shoots a basketball into a hoop and it swishes, the player shooting will say wet. Shooting the basketball into the net and it swishes symbolizes a splash in the water. It really doesn't matter how the ball goes in when the shot is So, played, Lifford, you nasty eat. man. What well, are you thinking? I thought it was shot in the water. Thing, I just thought that's- <laughs> I remember being young, being on the court and, you know, like saying wet jumper and that's wet and their shot's wet. And, and I, I believe it was off splash. But I did remember at one point thinking – do I, can I use the? Can I use this in my driveway if mom's outside? Like, what am I? What am I saying here? <laughs> and it's supposed to be splash. I don't know where your brain's at, Lifford. Yeah, Lifford. Yeah, Lifford. I, I rarely yeah. know where my brain's at. So join the club. <laughs> well, and, and folks, it is it is April twentieth. So there's no telling where his brain's yeah. at. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. Four, <laughs> Indeed, it is April twentieth. Uh, oh my. <laughs> Well, this could be that series could be um, the the case in point for why if you're one of those that says Jokic should be the MVP, which I'm done arguing about MVP because we're in the playoffs now. But Jokic just he's still good right now in the series, and I think they're going to get swept because just two through twelve they don't have they ain't got the horses to play with. Golden this State. Jordan Poole kid, my God, where did he come from? Kim, where he's did he play in college? Kid, where did he play? He was Michigan. He, Michigan, yeah. they made a little oh, run. That was with. Uh, I remember him now. The yeah. older Va- uh, Wagner, Wa- Wagner, Wagner, Mo Wagner, yeah. whatever. Like, Jordan Poole <laughs> looks like a beast, and you mix him with well, Clay and Steph. Jordan Poole's about to get paid, too. I think he's got one more year in his deal, and he might pull the Debo Samuel and say, I'm ready to get paid now, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and he deserves area. it because he is a walking bucket right now. I do want to mention so you've seen some of those Warriors games. Steph Curry has to be the most selfless superstar ever because, like, he's coming off the bench right now. And I, part of it was because they want to ease him back from his injury. And then Jordan Poole played so well, they were like, "Well, game two, we're going to start Poole again." And it seems like Curry's like, "All right, cool." He, he can, you know, he can, I think what I Steph's thinking. You gonna still write me that check after the game, right? That same big <laughs> well, old check. Well, the same thing when Durant came, and Durant was kind of there. I mean, it was still Steph's town, 
But Durant was kind of getting the finals MVP and everything. And it just seems like Steph's not – he knows he's going to get his because he's the best off-ball player maybe of all time and best shooter of all time. So he's going to find his. But he just seems like a fun dude to play with because you know he's going to he's going to help you win because he's just amazing. And he just seems like he's fun, a fun guy. He's and not, if you get open, you're going to get the ball. I mean, he'll yeah. get you the ball. And I think what gets underestimated with him is just you don't notice it. He runs around like he runs around like he's your catch and shoot shooter, not not your unanimous MVP. Like he, the offense doesn't just go here's the ball, dribble, 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 shoot. He's like running, setting screens, coming off screens, sprinting, and it's opening up the offense for everybody. Steph's just. One of my all-time favorite players. All-time favorite right players. Or not, one awesome. of my all-time favorite players, for sure. Any other uh, games, series, touch on? I mean, it kind of looks like I, I had a question. the East is – Yeah, question. go ahead, Tom. So, what did y'all think? I watched a little bit of these uh, play-in games. What did y'all think about the play-in games? So that's, that, I'm a big fan of it. I, I like them. it. I liked them. Okay. I thought it was a yeah, fan. I thought it was cool too, and then the way it kind of moved around, and and uh, I wasn't, you know, I don't follow NBA as much, but I thought it was interesting how many, you know, the teams, and it was made some for really exciting basketball um, for a couple of nights, and I, it was fun to watch. It's fun to watch, and are it, I, you know, again, I, are the Pelicans supposed to be here? Are they supposed to be tied in the series? Well, well no, they probably Devin Booker to be tied. hurt. They, I mean, Devin they kind of stole hurt, one man. with Devin Booker getting mm-hmm. hurt, and now it's a little. Scary for him, but yeah, I, the the argument against the playing game is you get like I, I wonder what the uh, East standings were real quick because the Cavaliers didn't make it in because they didn't win the um, playing games. Let's see here. So who would who was so who's the, the Cavs biggest, were forty? Who's the biggest surprise coming out of the playing game for you guys? Probably New Orleans, the Pelicans, probably isn't it, Kevin? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say probably the Pelicans, but. The argument for it could be so you have like the Bulls, the Cavs who win 44 games missed the playoffs, but really the Hawks made it with 43. So it's not like a crazy. So at some point, someone in one of these playing games, you're going to see like a team with 10, win, 10 less wins beat a team that was better in the regular season just because they're healthier right now and they end up making the playoffs. And you're going to go, oh, well, they didn't, have, they weren't better the whole regular season, but they made it. But if, you, if that's your argument, be better than one of the – be a top six seed and you don't have to worry about the playing games. I don't know. Yeah. The playing games make for fun, almost NCAA tourney-style <laughs> games because you saw that Minnesota win where they clinched the playoffs and Minnesota hadn't had a lot of success in basketball and really in sports in general. Sorry, Mom, I'm not talking about the Vikings. But they've, they've had a lot of ups and downs and mostly downs. And so they celebrated making that playoffs like like an NCAA team would as when they advance in the next round. Uh, and I think it's cool. I, I mean, it's fun. Fun basketball. I, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Although I don't know. Is Zion Williamson going to be the biggest bust ever? Maybe. I, I, biggest I, in size or, or just in pick? Because, I mean, circumference as well. I, ever. I mean, other than Sam. I'd say Sam Bowie's the biggest bust because you drafted him before you drafted Michael Jordan. But Zion Williamson, I mean, he's done. He just can't stay he healthy. He went before John Morant, and John Morant looks amazing. Yeah, I, I, that's I a think size possibly, thing. I think we'll see. I hope he can come back. Yeah, he's amazing I, if he can. When play. he's playing, he's really, really, really good. But yeah, we hadn't seen him in a long time, and it's kind of weird. We're seeing him in pregame. He's throwing like these three sixty dunks, and and looks decent. But he's not, not playing. playing right now. And 
I don't know. That's a weird one. I got a question for you, Kevin, kind of being a TV guy. So should we make anything of the fact that the first round NBA playoff game, one of the first round NBA playoff games was on ABC, right? Big network. If you recall, the NCAA championship was on TBS. I mean, it, is there anything, any conclusion to draw from that? Well, it's, I mean, it's TV contracts. So like the basketball NBA is with TNT specifically and ESPN and ESPN or like Disney, but ESPN has ABC and uh, ESPN channel. And so like those Saturday games, they like to have the big showcase game on ABC. Yeah, but the, but the, the tournament was with CBS, it, right? It was CBS. Well, they signed with just Turner, which Turner um. owns all of those. And so now Turner is just cycling them through. I think next year will be on uh, TNT maybe. And then next it'll be on CBS eventually. Is it going to be on true TV sometime? I mean, for real, it's going to be on true TV. I don't know if they'll put the championship, but they might. This is Turner. Turner chose to do this because they think it's going to help TBS and help true TV and help. And maybe it will, but um, I don't, that that's a Turner decision. And NCAA might be like, damn it. I'd really love to be on CBS. CBS? I know. No, they, I I believe there's, there is a, some sort of, Interest, maybe partner. I don't know exactly. I don't know because Viacom might own all of them. Yeah, that was my understanding. From a, I know, I know a guy who sells air, and um, Mm -hmm. he was quite quite disappointed that uh, he couldn't sell air on CBS for the NCAA tournament because what Kevin said it was contractual that they couldn't share. They weren't under the same Mm. corporate. Umbrella like ABC as a a Disney company, and so uh, Disney can put it on ABC, ESPN. Uh, they could put it on Disney Plus if they wanted to. Um, and so, uh, so that was the difference. What I was told. The so difference yeah, on NCAA. Well, and you talked to someone who I, I know you talked to, and I can tell you as someone who works at a CBS station inside of our doors, there was a big bummer when they realized. Oh shit! <laughs> Especially when Arkansas looked good and was making a run. They're like, if Arkansas, you're telling me if Arkansas yeah. goes to the national championship, I can't sell that. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah. have been a huge loss of revenue for yeah. all those CBS stations, yeah. especially those locally owned ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 that's where that is. Pops, was there any other NBA thoughts? As we kind of, I, we're still early in the first round. Maybe Luca can come back and 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 they they can beat the Jazz. I, we hadn't really seen him yet. Uh, I think a, poti- a, a potential a potential matchup between a Luca D- Denver uh, 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 Dallas Mavericks and <clears throat> Phoenix Suns with a with a somewhat injured Devin Booker could be very very interesting. That um, it looked like the West was Phoenix's to lose, and that injury obviously throws things in there. But and I think Golden State. People are starting to go. Is this is, is Golden State back? Like, are they now legit, legit contenders? And I, I think they look if good. they stay healthy, I don't see why not. Now we'll see. Draymond Green's had injury issues, but he right now Draymond Green looks good. Clay looks good. Steph looks good. And then Jordan Poole, I didn't realize they had a third splash brother, but here we are. Mm-hmm. So I, they're dangerous. And then in the East, you got it looks like you're top heavy, but Bucks, Bulls, or not Bulls, Bucks, Heat, Celtics, and then I guess. Sixers and Nets, if you trust them, have a chance. I mean, it I think it's feels Knicks, like we're wide Celtics, open. Philly, Milwaukee. It's going to be one of those it's teams out of the East. Going, I, I mean, not that long ago, it was every year we were seeing 
the Warriors versus the Cavs in the finals. And honestly, you could argue to me three different teams, maybe out two two teams, two to three teams out of the West, and then I mean, you could argue any of the top any of those top five teams in the East. I mean, I could see that I could see the Nets. Obviously, the Nets are Celtics going to lose in the first round since they got matched up as a two seven, but. It wouldn't shock you if either one of those teams are playing in the finals. I hate that they're playing this, this early. That that's a <clears throat> that's an East Finals or semifinals, whatever you call that, an East uh, Conference Finals. If should be if the Nets, either the Nets or Celtics, their runs probably going to go through one through each other, and then the next round they'll play the Bucks, mm. and then in the next round they'll probably play the number one seed Heat. So I mean that that's a hell of a run just to get to the finals. I mean you're going to earn it in the East. He looked pretty good. Jimmy Butler's playing his ass off right now. He looks like yeah. he's got the fountain of youth. He is playing <laughs> good. Um, is there? I, I think that probably wraps up. We're, we're, we'll let some more of the first round happen and kind of let it get in the second round uh, before we before we get too deep basketball wise. But uh, was there any other news or notes we need to hit before before wrapping this sucker up? Tony, do you have anything? Uh, I think the. Uh NFL draft will occur before the next time we get a we get a pot out. I think that's going to be interesting. It will. Uh, we'll see. And and as you alluded to at the first of the pod, it, it we'll see probably the only we'll see probably five wide receivers in the first round, zero running backs again. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what what team takes uh, Brees Hall in the second round. The kid from I think he's the kid from Iowa State. I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I I really like him, and uh, we'll see where he goes. But Traylon Burks, are, yeah, I think he he's a first rounder. I think, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, it should be. Uh, fingers crossed. Well, especially if far we think there's going to be a run on receivers. Yeah, this year, then I would. Say. I don't think there'll be a big run. This this seems to be they'll always take a couple of quarterbacks early, but this seems to be a really deep. Uh, defensive line. Of course, the whole Georgia defensive line is going to go in the first round. It looks like so, <laughs> good, um, definitely, or at least three out of the four are going to go. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I I'm going to predict right now that Walker is not the first pick of the draft. So he seems to be every but Traylon Walker seems to be the consensus because of his. It seems I've heard, I've seen him kind of dropping a little bit. A yeah. lot of people like Aiden Hutchinson just because they think I think. The floor, he's the Michigan DN. Yeah. And the floor, he might not have the ceiling some of the other guys have, but he's going to come in and give you 10 really good years, if not maybe a couple all-pro years, but 10 really, really good years. Yeah. Whereas the other guys, it's like they could be Vaughn Miller or they could be Vernon Golston. <laughs> we'll, we don't know. There's been a little bit of talk about Walker being similar to uh, Aaron Donald, just not Aaron Donald light. But uh, I I don't know about that. I I don't think his natural abilities are or his instincts are there. So we'll see. We'll see. But I do we get? It's going to be a kind of a semi boring draft. So that, well, and one reason this year is kind of a little bit of a boring draft. There's just not a hot quarterback name like there has been in previous years. Right. Right. Do you see like them getting talked into like all of a sudden quarter? Because like if you remember a few years back. Baker Mayfield, people weren't even sure if he's a first rounder. Then all of a sudden, number like two one. days before the draft, they're like, he might be going number one. So, do you think there's any quarterback like that this year? Is Kenny Pickett that guy or yeah, Malik we'll Willis? Willis, I think, is the one. I think that there's because of it coming from a small school from Liberty. I, I think you know, and he's kind of got the Josh Allen type, where it's like this guy's kind of fast. He's got a cannon. 
Yeah. He's got all the ability. Yeah, I I I think everybody still is is thinking why did we let Lamar Jackson fall all the way down to the end of the first yeah. round and they're not going to let that happen with this Willis kid. So, um I I think he'll probably get taken too early, but um we'll see. The the, the only quarterback in the in, for me personally, the only quarterback that I like in the in this draft is Matt Corral for from Ole Miss and or Cor- I always mispronounce how you say his last. I think Corral. it's Corral. Yeah, I think it's Corral. Yeah, yeah. I really like the you kid. know like Golden Corral. Yeah, good buff. I I now that he doesn't play for Ole Miss, I kind of <laughs> like the kid. Um, so uh, I, I think he's got some good skill sets. He doesn't have the same skill sets Davis Mills did coming out, but he's still got something similar uh, <laughs> to that. And so I think he's, I do think he's a good second round. Pick. I think a little bit of the worry with Corral is one, he doesn't protect himself very well. He kind mm-hmm. of well, like we talked about the art of getting tackled right. Corral does not get tackled right, and that's he's had some injuries. And then some people worry that. He wasn't making any reads. He was just in the Lane Kiffin offense where he gets told, you're throwing to this receiver. Okay, you're throwing to this receiver. I don't know if that – I think Corral could be – I'm kind of with you. I think he's the guy someone takes in the third round or second round kind of later, and then all of a sudden in camp they're like, actually, um, he's won the starting job. Like Kind of like Russell Wilson. I think, Wilson he can be, I think he's a good quarterback. I do. I've seen it a wouldn't shock of, me if all yeah. of a sudden he's starting next year. seen a couple of mocks him going to um, Pittsburgh in the second or to New Orleans in the second. But um, we'll see. Both I, I interesting. That part will be fun. But otherwise, I'll have my my normal six beers in the first round, watching that three hours and have a good time with it. Yell at it. Well, me and me and old, the Cowboys uh, pops like there are going to be in good old Nola. Yep. I don't know if during the draft we'll probably be in route at around uh, draft time on Thursday night. Yeah, so, that's yep, there. You Nola. go. For, so, uh, probably up to no good, but yeah, for an old wedding thing, and it's jazz fest, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, that is oh, jazz yeah. fest that, that weekend. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Hey, did I hear guests? Y'all go see jazz little... fest and a wedding. All of a sudden, no hotel prices go up, don't they, Bob? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh... <laughs> you stay in. You're gonna stay in Metairie at that big round hotel lift. <laughs> no, yeah, but we were actually staying at the Montelion. <laughs> While, I'm about to have Dan Dender had to take a loan Tony. out to stay there, Tony. <laughs> now, you know, if I'd have known that, I would have made a different drink tonight. But uh, the Hotel Monteleone is the, is the um, I believe the it's Vucare? the home of the Vucare. That's Vucare. correct. Vucare. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you he, made the Vucare on here and talked about it. I have it. made the yeah. Vucare, yeah. 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 He's complaining, Uncle Tony, but I mean, I, I do, and he might not divulge details, but I think he's riding down, he's getting down there in style. So I'm I mean, getting it's down not in all style, bad for yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, I know, how style. I know. How I think I think poor old Liff will be okay. He'll make it out. I think they made a song about that. <laughs> but speaking of poor old Liff, do we have any bougie problems this week? <laughs> you know, no. Why I, I always, got, I always I have to sit on the left side of the plane. Why have I always got to sit on the left side of the plane? I'd like to sit on the right side of the plane every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, I did think of one the other day when I was talking to you, but I can't even remember now. Life's not, you life's were not upset. bad. Tony, you want me to tell you what it what was? What was it? What was what it, was it, it, Kevin? It was, it's almost like he was doing a Jerry Seinfeld skit because he was like, you know, wind. What's the deal with wind? Winds can be, wind can just be a nuisance. Wind is, wind does, it sucks. I mean, wind is almost good for nothing. You, it sucks you want to like the same time, seven mile an hour wind anything more than that is just you don't want you don't want it's not good winds wind 
Too much wind. It fly, you fly a kite. Some, That's all it's good for is flying a kite. Maybe one might say wind kind of blows. Yeah. <laughs> you might say wind kind of blows. You might. <laughs> you might say that. All right, Uncle Tony. Well, I also will ask you if you have a bougie problem, but I, I, then I want to no. know what you're drinking, what you're I, sipping on tonight. I, I don't have a bougie problem tonight. I, I just I can't think of one. So. Well, we know you're not drinking a, 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 what, a Vucare. Is it a Vucare? I'm not, I'm not, not drinking that. But, no. but I will have that. one next weekend, Tony, for you. I'll, and I might buy uh, you and Kevin one there. That <laughs> there we nice. go. That's a, and, and toast to me. Um, but uh, tonight, We always toast to you, yeah. Uncle Tony. Every time we toast, we toast to you. What a deal! So tonight, I, did, I, I went pretty pretty simple because we were you know we had to be on the run here tonight, kind of a. Kind of a pop up pod kind of thing. So, yeah, the viewer can't tell you dressed all snazzy for yeah, the video. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I um uh, see. I had to get home real quick from work. So um tonight I just poured me a glass of illegal mezcal reposado. I really I really like this uh, this mezcal smoky. This illegal. There's some mezcal that's really really bad. And but there's some mezcal that's really really good, and this is one of just having a nice two three fingers of mezcal tonight. So that's uh that's what old Uncle Tony's drinking. It's very good. I I I L E G A L illegal. Go go get you some. Well, just to throw in, I don't usually do this, but what what old pops is drinking is a three finger uh, Pendleton, which is wow. actually oh, pretty rye. tasty. Three is it the rye rye or bourbon? Uh, bourbon. Bourbon. Okay. Very smooth. Very smooth. That Pendleton rye, you know, is like a 104 proof. It's a pretty good rye. Mm. It'll get you there. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it, was it Aaron Rodgers when they drafted um, Jordan Love? He said his three finger tequila turned into a four finger tequila or something. Remember (laughs) when they took Love in the first round? Yeah, I think Sinatra that, started a, that. Wasn't that a Sinatra thing that he would the uh, fingers two the ice fingers. two pieces of ice and two fingers or something like that? I don't. I need it uh, look into that. Yeah, I need it to unos dos tres tequilas. That's what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Um, well, I don't know that Frank Sinatra has a. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Pops, look at you go. Best enjoyed with three ice cubes, two fingers. <laughs> you and a splash of me. water. Look at me. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Unless we got anything else, we will be back awesome. in a couple of weeks with the draft will have happened. I'm sure a star receiver will have been moved, maybe two. Yeah. Another Tom Brady rumor could happen out. Maybe Bill Belichick does something else that gets us started up with another. Hey, another rumor. there's there's really just no telling. Yeah, I know LJ chose not to be on the podcast tonight because he knew we were talking about Tom Brady. But let's hope let's hope he's not too disappointed when Traylon Burke shows up with a can't see Chiefs helmet next year. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Traylon Burks with the Dallas Cowboy helmet on, but yeah, uh, gonna happen. neither here nor there. All right, y'all. Well, that will do it for another week. We will catch y'all next time. Make sure, if you're not already, subscribe to the Just Press Play podcast wherever you get your podcast. And like us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow along to make sure you're up to date on any of our new episodes. We will catch you next time, guys. Peace out. Peace. The day is here already.
you fight well. Now you can join us.